Okay, we're on. All right, let's do this. All right. Those of you uh, on Facebook, glad you can make it. Uh, hi, how are you doing? Uh, this is the Nissan Nerd Podcast. My name is Mike Delashma. <laughs> this guy to the, was it the right, right of me? Miles Hall, buddy. <laughs> How's it going, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Nissan Nerd Podcast. We got a lot to cover today. Uh, we are going over a lot of subject matter. My cameraman is drunk already, um, so mind the <laughs> autofocus. Uh, my apologies, but we're going to uh, kick it off here a little bit today. Let's see if I can yep. fix that. Hey, Miles. And, uh, yes, sir. You want to see something cool? <laughs> what do you got for me? All right, check this out. This is uh, Let's try this. Ready? Yeah, hit me. Stay tuned here. Ready? All right. <laughs> we got we got to keep the club music. Yeah, nice. yeah, man. I was able to uh, scrape, scrape a few pennies out of the budget and make that happen oh, this time around. Oh, what's great up? time! Pop lock. Yeah. Oh, oh no. So anyway, that's cool, man. I'm glad we uh, we got to keep that nice little video, man. You put that together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just spent some time here and there last weekend. Sorry, or so our uh, our our uh, marketing team put that together. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. The, I uh, uh, got as little help as possible on purpose because it's meant to be uh, probably a little grassroots for now. But uh, sure. we are grassroots. Think, yeah, I think we're doing all right. We're on our way. So uh, I was pretty excited about it, though. I think you know, working on it, I hadn't, hadn't really done much video editing before, so um, getting to really learn just a certain particular software and, and make was like a ten, uh, fifteen second uh, video. So. Hey, it's kind of cool. Um, <laughs> well, it's gonna... cool, man. We uh, we have a lot to cover uh, today. Um, some news kind of came out. A lot of subject matter that you and I have been kind of bouncing around about yes. over recently. But, uh, yeah, man, great, great job on the video. We'll see if we can put it out there on the interwebs, see if people dig it or not. So we'll, we'll go from there. So <laughs> right. uh, feedback is always appreciated. So we'll go from there. But All right. For everybody, this is the uh, Miles Hall birthday stream as well. I'm going to put you on the spot, man. I'm going to put you on the spot. So you recently, what, two days ago had uh, your your birthday? Yeah, January 25th. Yes, it is. 25th. Yeah. All right, man. um, You know, normally I'm like not a big celebrator of my birthday. I kind of just whatever. But I make it a big deal for other people's birthdays because I don't know. I just like I like people to feel special. Um, and I'm not really, you know, I don't care, but like, so if you're a friend of mine on Facebook, you know, that I'm probably going to put inappropriate pictures on your Facebook page <laughs> of happy birthday memes and whatnot. Yeah. But, uh, I'm usually never, um, you know, some people wish me happy birthday, but that's about yeah. it. But this year blew me away. Like, I don't know what it is about this year, but I checked my messages and I had something like 300 or 400 birthday wishes. That was crazy. I was like, Good. so. You know, I'm going to be humble here, as I am always humble. And uh, (laughs) I just want to tell everybody thank you uh, very much for all your birthday wishes. I appreciate it. Um, uh, It meant a lot. It it meant a lot to me. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, for real, everybody, I really appreciate it. And uh, thank you again for all the uh, 
The wishes. And uh, let's uh, move on. Well, let's move on to what we like to do. All right. All good, man. Oh, there you go, man. You want to start the drinking? Well, I mean, why not? It seems to be a new custom. Since we're since we're just getting started into this whole video endeavor portion of the show, we we can share literally what we have, right? Uh, we can we share. What we, now that we own our own processes. Let's do this. <laughs> I'll let you go first. What do you have? I have. What am I parting with? I don't know. Something new. A little weird thing. It's called Advent Party Crasher. It's from Clown Shoes. So for those who haven't partied with it, it's a uh, American Imperial Stout, if there is such a thing. But uh, I don't know. It was very, uh, what was that guy's name from Death Wish? Um, uh, Charles uh, Bronson? Bronson. I don't know. Just, yeah. yeah, it has like, some crazy action going down on it. So yeah, we're going to crack that open. I wonder if it's light or if it's dark, which basically means if it's a man's beer. It's like a... <laughs> It's a uh, mystery box in a beard. Was there any description of what it should taste like? No, just manliness no, is what it said on the side. Manliness. I said it just. It tastes like. I think there's a hair in every the bottom of every can. <laughs> it's <the> chest hair. <laughs> oh man, that is rowdy. Oh, that's like that's like WD forty right there. That's like ten W thirty right there. Oof. Before you do, before you do, let me okay, share what, so I what do you, have. What are you, what are you rocking with? So I will say, man, I think as with uh, many things, man, you always lead to my uh, <laughs> alcoholism, my, my demise. And yeah, wow. and that being alcoholism. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I figured, you know, I got to come with something. So I got to, you what know, you I, can't you, this you thing. So I did just another just favorite of mine. And I think uh, I'm, I'm getting some ideas to do something a little, little better. Here we go. But just a, uh, a local um, vodka, local. Got some, just got some oh. Tito's. Some Tito's. Tito's. Oh. Got some vodka and Sprite. So I'm going to go ahead and pour this right now here. Oh, cutting down on the calories. Look at you. I'm not even considering calories. I'm just considering. Watching, watching my my apple bottom. <laughs> watching my figure. <laughs> well, you're yeah. a celebrity now, right? Yeah. Not even. But, yeah, that's – I uh, – All right. I just so, like it because it's smooth. So Smooth. Smooth. All right. Best okay. scene ever is the uh, three amigos when they yeah. walk. He's oh, like, yes, 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 yes. Because is it anything uh, like beer? All we have is tequila. And I'm like, if it's anything like beers, we'll take them. And they slam them it's down. It's like beer. Yeah. It's like kind of smooth. Just <laughs> a great, uh, one of my favorite movies. Anyway, Kanpai. Let's do it. Kanpai. Mm. Mm. All right. So let's get to parting. Ooh, it's a man's beard. Oh, I got that chest hair. All right. So, <laughs> you we have news. Yes. Yeah, we found news. You found a pretty good article on Jalopnik. Uh, they popped out something about, um, I guess, gauges, right? And um, normally we don't get into the tedious detail stuff, but from time to time we nerd out. That's what we do, that's what we're all about. But you had a really good article that you found up. Yeah. Go on. I sure did. All right. So um, I shared this link with you uh, just earlier, and I just kind of said, yeah, let's just check it out. And you, I think your response was, this is this fits right down our alley when it when, when we meet Nissan Nerd, right? It just We get into the specifics of the most obscure things that Nissan had ever done. So this is one of them, right? Like you said, it's off of Jalopnik. I'll go ahead and uh, share my screen. Uh, share screen here. Hit me. You should be able to see this. 
that it? Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's it. All right, all right, cool. So give me the beef. Uh, from Jalopnik, they have a gauge. We need to talk about the Nissan and how they made the best fuel gauge ever. Um, <laughs> what a hardcore like, claim. Isn't all it right? right? It's so... Uh, so, we, made, um, we made the best differential covers that money could buy. Like, <laughs> the best window switches, something like right, that, hip, right? Okay, yeah, go right, on. Right. What you got? Okay, so what they're referring to is on the 280ZX and 300ZX Z31. So in the era that you want to call it, let's just say every 80s, every Z made in the 80s. Let's call it that, like a 79 to 89 to be exact. Uh, what they're referring to uh, with this gauge is a... Uh, it's very a very ultra fine reading on this gauge. I believe there is a close up, and I will zoom in on that. It's kind of crazy to think about though, too. Which is really funny though. The 300ZX had two types of dashes with uh, the 300ZX at least, which was you had a digital dash and you had an analog dash. And We're I, I think Z31, it really. Z31, by the way, for those that don't yes. know. Yes. So that's right. Z31, 300ZX. Uh, you had two types of dashes: digital, and you had. Uh, analog for me personally i really dug the digital dash yeah. it was like the the turbo models like the, the upper crest of all the trim models got you the digital yeah. dash it i would was, agree it, it just it looked was, cool and it would look yeah. period it, it just at the time period. i'm sure it was like it was it was groundbreaking at the time and it really was cool but now it's it's gone it's, backwards and it's very it, it's uh lasting it, it's it's period correct almost it is very period correct they they would they call the eighties uh, even nineties the rad era you know and I really consider yeah. that digital dash sort of like the epitome of rad any digital dash in a car from from the eighties and nineties it really just sums up what automotive kind of had that style that two eighty zx carry over to z thirty one style they yeah. kind of they had some of that digital the mr two I don't know to me the mr two just screams like the first gen screams yeah. like super eighties and. Um, <laughs> And like you know, the old Supra, the the one, the Starion, I guess, carryover Supra Celica, like it just kind of had that style, very hard cut edges. Yep. You know, um, I don't know, a lot of uh, a lot of members only jackets is what I remember from those times. <laughs> um, parachute pants. Everybody's a parachuter back in the eighties. Everybody's parachute you know. pants. Mullets. Mullets. Mullets were pretty hardcore. <laughs> yeah. So hey, yeah. So getting into this article though. Um, hmm. This feature, what you see here, we're, we're talking actually about the analog gauge, which is really weird. It seemed to be of the two really? options that you could have gotten. It's the okay. analog gauge that had this feature that they're talking about. Uh, it's on fighter the It is. So you had two gauges, as you, as you see in the picture there. You had your primary gauge and you had a, a secondary gauge. And it had to deal with the precision of how much fuel you had left in your Z car. Uh, the top gauge, as you can see there, you know, went to about a quarter tank. Once you hit quarter tank, that second uh, sending unit. You had a secondary, you have a secondary yeah, gauge. They would just tell you, yeah. This so was, was that into the, was that the last quarter of the, of the gas tank? It would drop that in there. That would be that bottom gauge for that? Yes, that would be the bottom gauge because it would go oh, down from quarter okay, to cool. 16th. And finally, when you're out, I know the 80s were a big time. Uh, well, the 70s more so, but the 80s, it was still a concern with fuel efficiency. Uh-huh. Maybe this was a way for um, Nissan to make customers feel as though they're being efficient with their gas or getting every last drop until the next fill up. Well, you got to remember at that time, the 80s experienced a, a pretty crazy gas crisis. So, you know, for them to speak to it in some form or fashion, that makes sense, mm-hmm. you know, at that time period. Because, I mean, everybody was chasing fuel economy. U.S., uh, you know, 
Nissan was probably like, look, we're not going to chase fuel economy. But I'll tell you what we will do. We'll let you know how bad it's going to get as quick <laughs> as it can. So, I mean, that's it, it. And that's kind of, it kind of speaks to them trying to make performance cars in an era where people are screaming for, for fuel efficiency. But that also came at, at such a, from what I remember, I, I can't remember how long that fuel crisis lasted, but it was the better part of a year, you know? So I, I could see them kind yeah. of talking about that. Oh, yeah. Any so, advantage that came with that? The advantage I can think of is just making the customer think uh, they're being efficient. I mean, or not efficient, uh, <coughs> a, a wise consumer of their time and money with fuel, I guess. Well, for a I, salesman trying to pitch but, it at the door, it makes sense. Yeah, it was a pitch at the door too. And they com- in this article, they'll compare the Z car with the most luxurious m- other models of vehicles, uh, other makes of vehicles at the time. I believe they're even comparing it to like a Rolls Royce. You know, they didn't. A Rolls Royce didn't have such precision in a gas gauge as the three as the two eighty ZX and the three hundred ZX of the eighties. So it really was a niche uh, feature about these cars. And um, some cases not. To- Huh? What did they used to call it for the longest time? The idiot gauges? You know, they would give you a general idea of cool, a general idea of oil pressure, a general idea of, of gas, oh, yeah. you know. Um, voltmeters, I, to me, voltmeters went away back in the, I don't know, I don't think I've seen voltmeters in a car since, God, the 80s? Mm-hmm. And maybe there was an issue with battery uh, quality back in the days in the seventies and the eighties. But I, I mean, and anybody can comment in right now that they want to, but yeah, I don't remember there, but I, I, I started seeing volts, um, volts kind of falling away a long time ago. Yeah. I didn't see them again until the performance era, like in yeah. the, in the early, in the late nineties and the two thousands. Yeah. I kind of want to expand it on this, on this whole idea with this, this feature that Nissan had. And it really had to do with the era that it was. Okay, so this is the 80s. I really think, you know, looking back, uh, at least from my uh, – the feeling I get from it. I mean, granted, I was in the 80s, but I wasn't, I wasn't online, if you will, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like the age of excessiveness. You know, you think of uh, – I think of like Wall Street, you know, and this digital electronics were the, were the thing. If you had a cell phone, that brick cell phone, that was – you were the man, you know. And it's very similar, I think, what they're – uh, doing here with this with these gauges uh, I, I think that um, there were a lot of other uh, features that the Z car had uh, that could also kind of lay claim to to uh, being very niche and very unique uh, I think uh, I think I mentioned it too here which is on those cars you also had a little voice that would speak to you if you left your doors open for too long or if you uh, had your headlights on and they thought you were making a mistake and the headlights were on uh, for too long, or if you had low level, low fuel levels, you would have what's called a bitch and bet. A bet yeah. Bitch and Betty, bitch, I thought yeah. it was bitch and Betty, but I guess I it's, it's bitch, bitch and Betsy. Betty. Maybe he's right. I don't know. Either way. But again, I can't think of any other Z card that had that feature for the same reasons. It was a, um, just something that really made the car look, seem luxurious, you know. I remember the Nissan Stanza. I don't know why it stands out to me, but the Nissan Stanza, if you can remember that, I'm not saying I love every Nissan, but that was kind of a, a rough ride back in the days. But I had, um, I think I was dating a girl at the time that had one of those. And I remember it would do the door is ajar. And, um, mm-hmm. and, and <laughs> it's kind of a funny story, but she didn't, she thought it was a, it was a car that was made in Mexico because she thought ajar meant open. 
in Spanish. <laughs> and uh, and I was like, no, the door is ajar. That's that's English. It's uh, but anyway, but it was pretty funny. But nonetheless, but I, I did like the features, and I remember and this was a while back, like Hybrid and some other websites. Um, and I'm not gonna I'm gonna say it's like Nico, they used to have like how to's take those units and yeah. splice them into your updated vehicles just for the nostalgic feel of it, especially the bitchin yeah. Betsy or Betty, whatever you want to yeah. call it. But I know guys used to do that for a while. I've got some buddies who are actually like really hardcore. This is called them. They're nerds. They, they would get the bitch and Betty, but they would buy it from overseas. So you had the, the Japanese, Japanese version. version. Oh yeah. Japanese you would Betty. have to. That's yeah, awesome. I mean, it, you really want to get down to like just some really JDM, you know, loving your your Z thirty one. That would definitely That's be super it. nerdy, but super cool. I oh, could yeah. appreciate that. So you had the the, the bitch and Betty. You actually had a, you know, I should say this too. You know, the two eighty ZX and the three hundred ZX. This was when they added the X uh, denotation. And <laughs> for, for those who don't know, the X is supposed to represent luxury. That, like the X in luxury. So you really saw the Z in this time get more and more plush, less of a sports car, more of a cruiser or a touring car, uh, plusher seats, the sound deadening. You had way better in sound insulation. Uh, the, I know the Z31 had it, which would had the adjustable suspension. You know, this car is what, uh, 35 years old and you have adjustable suspension, hard, medium, firm, to me, that like, was one of the coolest thing about the Z31s is it started to see the adjustable suspension in, in the center console right there. I, I yep. thought it was really cool. And I, I, to this day, I still think the Z31 is an underrated vehicle to this day because you can put a little bit of power in those things, cut out because they are, they are pigs. The Z32's a pig, Z31's a pig as well. Yes. But if you can cut a few pounds out of that, and it doesn't take much, and you put in um, uh, the rear ends on those things and you do them yep. upright, and you get a little power, especially on the turbo models, those things fly. And and yes. I uh and and the design is just you either gotta love it or you gotta just uh, figure <laughs> out what you want to do with it. And I, I I've said this before, the Z31 and the 280ZX are gonna be the last models in the Z line to really just get that appreciation. And then all of a sudden it's gonna be like these things are worth money now. And uh they're starting, it's starting to happen now. It is starting yeah. to happen now. It's but, it's I've noticed that too, you know, even with most recent Nissan promotions, they'll show in the commercial the generations of Z except for the 80s, which is so crazy, you know, just not to say they're hiding it. I'm pretty sure, you know, when it comes to a promotion, you're supposed to keep attention in certain areas of, of the uh, of the, uh, the commercial. You're coming back, man. I, I, I mean, mm -hmm. if Cobra Kai is a uh, indication of putting your toe <laughs> in the water, I know I base so much off of that because I'm a nerd for that as well. But yeah. if that was ever an indication, the 80s are coming back. The 80s cars are starting to get a really um, strong value. Um, I did want to point out, George said uh, a mention on here, uh, George Music. He said that, um, he goes, yeah, he goes uh, on the batteries. He goes, yeah, they didn't last long before the 80s because my dad owned a gas station and when Lifetime and then and when lifetime battery warranties first came out, we didn't believe it. Yeah. Which makes sense. It was probably, you know, the materials that were going into those cells and the cores. I mean, for Christ's sakes, I mean, what was it? The, um, the red tops and the yellow top Optima batteries were yeah. amazing up until a few years ago when they started using crappier core materials for them. 
uh, wrapping them in fiberglass. That was the whole point of that. And then they just started using crappier materials in them. So what, you know, nobody's buying the optimum batteries like we used to. They weren't like, <laughs> they weren't what they used to be. So yeah, pretty cool right. stuff. Well, I definitely wanted to give props to Jalopnik for highlighting this such a unique feature and the fact that it was on a Nissan car is like, well, I had to share it. Um, this was def this is only one of many unique features that Nissan had placed on the 280ZX and 300ZX C31. So, um, it, it, like I said, at that time, uh, that era, it was definitely a time to ha to have uh, excessiveness and this luxury to your cars. Um, Nissan definitely followed that trend with the Z car uh, within that decade. Uh, and then eventually kind of got back a little bit more on a sportier side. And uh, I mean, I think it's, I think it's just a lot of fun, though, that, that they were actually able to mention that, too. So um, that's think, my article. Yeah, yeah, and I think for the time, you you know, the era that these things came out in, I think you got a lot for your money. And I think the Z31 very much was um, a vehicle that was – the worth the value of what you were getting with. I mean, you were, they were kind of, they held their value for a really long time. Well, for a really long time until, <laughs> until they became, you know, uh, secondhand vehicles. And yeah. then they were kind of, you know, snarked at for a while, but they're coming back. So for all those Z31 guys, all our Z31 brothers out there, hold on to your rides. They're coming around, especially those anniversary and Shiro editions. People are starting to Shiro love them now, good. especially yep. the Shiro editions. Have so, faith, my friends. Have faith, have faith in the 300Z, the Z31s. This yeah. Speaking of value, I did want to kind of talk about um, some other things. We're going to talk about uh, yeah. special edition models that have kind of come out here um, over the last few years. Now, mm -hmm. I don't know if you can see that. What do you got? Let me see here. Booyakasha. Uh, right. You need to add. You gotta add your screen. Add your screen. <laughs> Why do I not know? Technical difficulties, folks. We're good. I, I, it gives me a chance to have a drink. Well, the stout is kicking in. That's what it is. So. Mm. Oh, there we go. All right. All right. So what we're talking about is, you know, these special editions that Nissan has made through the years, and and really, this is for any model that has kind of come out. You know, occasionally some hype will come out or something that that a manufacturer will kind of just grasp to and they, they think it's going to up their sales or it's going to get some PR there. So Nissan did this a few years ago. This is nothing new. This is kind of a, an old article. And if anything, it's just been repopularized by a, a good article that came out on Hot Cars. And it was talking about special editions that Nissan's done. Now, for those that didn't know, um, you know, when the Rogue One movie was coming out, uh, Nissan kind of mm -hmm. jumped all over it. They made a, a few special models of this thing. Now, when I first saw this um, years ago, we kind of, me and Mike talked about this back when, back in the day when we saw this thing. And, um, you know, I was always under the impression that you were going to get something a little more for your money than just let's call it rebadging. Right. Cause yeah. it's happened in the past, you know, like you've had all types of custom models that have come out through the years, but then sometimes, you know, the ones that carry weight, like, you know, the Shelby, the Roushes, you know, in the Ford world, you got something for your money. The Yankos, you got something for your money, you know, right. in the Nissan world, you know, even like that with the Nismo stuff, the early Nismo stuff, you didn't get a whole lot for your money. Um, so the Star Wars thing is kind of something I want to talk about. And you could take this with 
Uh, you could take it in one of two manners. You can either talk about it like, was it worth the money? Or were you just buying something that was extremely specific, you know, ex extremely mm -hmm. like uh, niche. And, and I think that's what you're kind of getting for this. Now, let's call, let's talk about some of these options that you're getting with the Nissan Rogue. And you can't buy these anymore. They came out when the, when the model came out, when the mm -hmm. movie came out, and they, they're, they're pretty much gone and, and out there. And a, a bulk of them didn't even make their way to the U.S. But, you know, ultimately you were getting is an aesthetic model. You're getting, let's, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you, Mike, what do you think you get if you're buying a Star Wars version, a Star Wars Rogue One Nissan Rogue? Uh, Without looking, what do you think? You know, if, if I had to, Chimera, what do you think you're getting? There you go. So if I'm thinking Star Wars edition vehicle, if I wanted to see something that would make it special to me and really make it worth wanting to buy, mm -hmm. I would say, is there some sort of special cloth or a graphic on a cloth? You know. Um, like on the, on the interior, uh, that's one thing. Performance would be great. I mean, when you mention it on being on like on a Rogue, I'm not really thinking performance, so I'm not too sure how much performance you're going to get out of it. Uh, maybe something a little bit stiffer, though, in general. Typically, I would say most of the special editions that you see on cars, I mean, in the industry as a whole, I would think have some sort of... Um, it's supposed to be sportier as opposed to more more luxurious maybe the long uh, answer the, the short answer to your long <laughs> yeah okay. your long statement is you're wrong okay. so guess what i'm gonna tell you what you get you okay. get you, and i and i'm not trying to be a downer on nissan but i'm just saying these are the type of things that we need to learn from if we're going to commit to a special model let's make a special model you know what i mean let's make mm -hmm. something cool so what did we get we got floor mats all right. I hope you like those floor mats. All right. Now, uh, it came with a, a lowering skirt, um, which is fancy for a, a, probably a trim panel piece. And I'm not going to nerd out on it, but I'm pretty sure it was probably something you buy and they just added it on there. Um, black roof rails. Uh, a lot of black was added on this. You got a, a grill. Yeah, and then on the D pillar, you got a, a badge. And I'm like, okay, I'm thinking badge. Now, the, here's the cup holders. These are inserts. Okay. All right, uh, kind of cool. The siller, the sill panels, okay. All right, I get a lighted up Star Wars thing. Kind of okay. cool, kind of cool. And, um, you know, uh, let's talk about what else. Now, here is kind of the only outside application that you get that kind of discerns you from the other Nissan Rogue in the parking lot, I guess. Okay. You get your sticker here, and then you got the badge on the uh, on the door in the fender area. I don't know, man. And then, of course, you got a helmet that can't be anywhere in the car, but you've got that to, as a take-home, which I thought can't, was pretty cool. You can't wear the helmet while you drive? Yeah, but coincidentally, you can pick these up on eBay for about 150 bucks. Okay. So you got about, in total, about $160 worth of accessories for uh, about an extra five grand, maybe? Yeah, basically. So the big question is, um, is it all hype with no hyperdrive? Or is it just, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, now yeah. The, the what I did like about this article, it talked about, you know, Nissan's done this in the past where it's, it's made these special models. And then unfortunately they just, you know, um, they either lived up to the hype or they didn't. Now that, to me, the Star Wars model was very cool. I love the fact that we we're involved with it, 
But at the same time, I, I felt like we could have better put a better foot forward in, in regards to that. Like we could have made something a little more cooler. Um, mm -hmm. But it wasn't Nissan's first rodeo, as this article kind of talks about. And this came out because it wasn't, it didn't come out on our market. Yeah. But they actually made a diehard edition uh, Frontier or Navra um, out in uh, another part of the world. And then there okay. was even um, there was even a, a Nismo Juke, the Dark uh, Dark Knight version. Oh. Now, wow. two different worlds here. Um, you know, for the Juke, you're probably not going to get too much. Let's call it what it is. It's going to be a lot of aesthetics like the Star Wars. But with the Navra model, you got a f uh, aesthetics, but you mm -hmm. did get some pretty cool stuff. Now, I wanted to talk about that model specifically. Okay. Now, with the Navra, because it was hard to find a little bit of information on it because there were so limited editions. But mm -hmm. apparently, um, they put it out in 2008. And it came with a lot of interior options like CD changers, logoed floor mats, who would have known, um, right. chrome door mirrors, integrated um, indicators, which is what the other ones had, um, alloy wheels, which were in the 17 model. But the big thing was with the, re the headache rack in the back, which was kind of cool in its own right. But let mm -hmm. me see if I can give you – sorry, this thing is just buffer crazy. But I wanted to talk about what it did have. Let me see here. Oh, God. Of course, there's 5 million articles on this, uh, this <laughs> topspeed.com, so it just makes it great. But they did make a, a special model colors. Like on this one, it you had what they called the flame-proof red, the eye of the storm gray, and a walk on the dark side metallic black. So it – and um, wow. yeah. So it was just kind of a limited edition thing, and I, I just thought it was something cool that, you know, if you're going to go into it, at least do some specialized colors – you know, do some specialized exterior graphics that set it apart. And mm -hmm. I, you know, just but if you go back and you look at what they did on the Die Hard version and they what they did on this um, this Dark Knight Rises, I mean, let's look at this. I mean, you blacked it out. Right, 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 right. Uh, Ion mm -hmm. says too, being confused by a black edition. Nissan also had the black edition. Uh, of vehicles, and I believe uh, the Rogue was one of them, or even the Juke. Yeah, I think even had he's them. right. So there is some that. confusion there. Yeah, and I remember the the models got confused. So it's like, come on, guys, marketing. <laughs> Let's put it together. Let's get it going. Yeah, but I can see. I can see. Maybe their intent was was. I mean, well, uh, was it a cat? I mean, here's the thing: the Rogue is probably. I think was at one point, or maybe still is, the most best selling vehicle. Of, of of the year, no matter Call what, make flagship car in the business. Flagship, yeah, right? Lots and lots of units. Star Wars is one of the biggest movie franchises. Never heard of it. Around. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what I mean. And it's like, so they're trying to combine the two. I think it's kind of cool, especially you know when you, if you really like don't mess with Star Wars fans, they will get in your face if you start. You know what I mean? Like they love what they do. Uh, what they you know they, they that's a passion that they you know we have right I, i'm a star yeah. wars fan myself so if you try to marry the two the two your daily driver with star wars like i get i i can see where they came up with the idea i could see them going after the like the the 20 or 30 somethings trying to capture that market and just being like it's a star wars edition bro you don't have one but i'm gonna tell you like this marketing team look yeah all right i'm gonna ask you to do one thing the next time we jump on a bag wagon Let's at least make something specific and very cool that's going to be different. And something that we can't buy out of the box, that can't be replicated with a sticker. 
badges are a cool idea, but let's make something different. Let's do uh, an intake cover that that is specific to that model, to that okay. uh, whatever we're going to do. Let's uh, make a one-off set of wheels. It's not that hard to do. Let's make yeah. it happen. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, let's get the uh, the plaque on the dashes. The Everybody plaque. loves those. They never yeah. go bad. Yeah. Uh, car seats, specialized material. Yes, make it. Do it. Yeah. I, I get the floor mats. I get it. I get yeah. you have to do the floor mats. I'll let you do the floor mats. <laughs> Give me the car seats. All right? Yeah. You can have the it, floor mats. I got the car seats. Floor mats, car seats. I got to have something. All right? Yeah. So no more of this just like lick and stick, make the job happen. I know we spent <laughs> millions of dollars to be to be linked and uh, to be linked with uh, with Star Wars. And I get it. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm sure it, it worked out. But was it worth it? You know, did we did we pay homage? Did we make the Star Wars people happy? Did we make our Nissan people happy? Did we make our Nissan nerds happy? So make sure that you're paying homage to both those. I'm nerding out. The stout's getting yeah, in my blood. <laughs> I'm a little angry. I see it. It's, it's, there's two chest hairs in here. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, it's a matter of making a special edition while still respecting the vehicle. You can actually, if if you do it the wrong way, you can take a vehicle that has such high regard within a community and really dull it down to where it, it's not a special edition, but the purists like ourselves would look down on it. We go, oh yeah, that was kind of a, that was a cash grab or something like that, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, we, yeah. And so, yeah, I don't want to talk anymore. Not it. Yeah. It's, yeah. You, it's, you know, uh, Nissan did make a star Wars edition 350 Z. Did you ever see it? No, let me, let me, sh let me share this. Hold on. Ah! <laughs> Good lord! That, that's talk about talk about the features, man. Look at you, look what you get for the money, man. It's <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah, I've been floating for a while. Custom, you want to talk about a custom gas gauge? <laughs> <laughs> but you, but I mean, I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it alone. All right, we got other things to kind of talk about. So we do, we do. Okay, so. Um, uh, we got a lot of news. We're gonna do. We're gonna. We're gonna do a new news process here. We're gonna call it sixty second news, right? Your news in sixty seconds. So, unless it's cool. If it's cool, we'll give it another sixty seconds. But if it's not, time. <laughs> All right. Yes, we do. Let me go well, ahead and get set up here. All right. News in sixty seconds. All right, go. That'll be the next video. Right, yeah, and right. go. <laughs> 60 seconds, go. Uh, 60 seconds, okay, go, go, all right. Uh, Nissan from the website 2021 Rogue sets pace for Nissan's recycling efforts. Obviously, uh, recycling is very, very important. Uh, no need to say that there. Uh, they have what's essentially what they consider closed loop recycling system for aluminum parts. Uh, the hoods, uh, for example, doors of the Rogue are stamped with aluminum, uh, helps uh, reduce weight, improve fuel efficiency and they're able to recycle these materials uh i believe there was a, a nearly 75 percent of the aluminum made is still in use so this was actually a big environmental push from nissan to them for that boom done next one you still got 20 we gotta talk about it for 10 more seconds let's go 20 more seconds <laughs> go. all right we got here uh okay so the aim to reduce 30 percent of raw materials used in cars in 22 with materials that don't rely on Newly Three, mined resources. Two, one. Nissan's green program. We'll put the link in the seconds. comments you're, if you want to know my more. Time. You're, done. you're out. You're finished. Boom, your turn. 
All right. Go for it. 60 seconds. All right. Nissan Nerd. Oh, my God. Hold on. Oh, uh, I'm getting into my own time. I'm getting into my own time. <laughs> so Nissan's actually um, – all right. Nissan's actually uh, making batteries now solely in the UK. So we were getting those 62 gigawatt versions that were in the Nissan Leaf or were produced in the United States and, and, and imported into the UK. Then the uh, UK, the little 40 gigawatt units were being manufactured locally. Oh, I should say in Sunderland, uh, UK. So guess what? U.S. jobs, no mas. So those, the 62 and the 40 gig, gigawatts are now going to be made in uh, in the UK solely, man. It's part of the new uh, new trade deal. So there's got to be so much of a vehicle made in a market to be able uh, to be exported out. So, yeah. So that's it's part of the new world that we're going to be living in. So just to let you know. And I think it's also one of these things that Nissan did that for a sake of making a more cost-effective vehicle and Five making more cost-effective materials. That's it. I'm done, son. What's up? All right. I got mine. I got mine. Next one. 2021 Nissan Altima and Central earned safety awards from the IIHS. Uh, if you're looking in the model for a Central Altima and you're looking for safety, obviously this is cars that are very well um, within the, the uh, higher uh, ranks of safety crash tests. Nissan has a bunch of mobility assists available in the vehicle. Uh, it says here, Advanced Nissan Intelligent Mobility t uh, Segment. Um, Intelligent all-wheel drive pro pilot assist, Nissan Safety Shield 360 technologies, wide high beam assists, tons and tons of features that make these cars uh, very, very safe. Uh, if you want to know more too, uh, specifically about the safe, uh, Nissan Safety Shield 360, three, again, we'll add it to two, the link. Uno. Done. Boom. All right. You got one got last one. one. And I we're going to, and we're going to, I'm not going to put a time on you. So we can talk about this. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Next one here. Okay. This is regarding, uh, this was through numerous outlet sites regarding the 2022 Nissan 400Z. There was a patent filing images of the upcoming Z. Uh, essentially saying that what you saw in the Nissan Z Proto was very much what you're going to get in the production model. Not very many changes when Nissan really stuck to it. Uh, you know, they, uh, I, I think the response when the car had just been released, huge, huge, um, uh, people just can't wait for this car to come out. They love the way it looks. So there wasn't really much to really change. And so Nissan didn't make very many changes at that. They did add the door, uh, handles as part of the patent. Uh, you start seeing, um, they got my door oh yeah. The, what? I said, that's all I asked for. I told him, I was like, guys, make me a cool door handle. So cool door handle. Does it meet the miles I on approval? the car? I don't know. We'll see. Well, if they got a Milo edition door handle, I'll be pretty excited. <laughs> um, it says here, uh, very high, highly anticipated vehicle. Oh, they do say that uh, from the back here, um, it'll also retain the retro taillights that were inspired to the 300ZX. I think a lot of people love those, so they're yeah. definitely keeping with it. Uh, it actually looks a little wider. I know one of the comments that we made, Miles, was to make that a little wider. I mean, at least here in this... Yeah. Great gray model. It looks pretty. Uh, I like the fact that the lights trend uh, almost like they wrapped around the back of the quarter section. Now, when this came out, um, obviously me and Mike 
we nitpick the ish out of this uh, out of this yep. image here, and we we did a lot of like side to side comparisons, and we went a lot of back talk on it. But go back up to that uh, figure number twos, go up, and you can see a lot of the detail with the uh, the katana blade that, of course, they've been talking about for a minute. It I carried know. all the way through. Uh, some people were like, "Is it going to carry all the way through or not?" But mm -hmm. Once you start blocking out sections that are traditional, like, okay, uh, let's black out where the uh, the door mirror is going to be. Let's black out where the B pillar section is that closes on the door. I mean, you could yep. start to see the vehicle take form. Yep. I'm really interested on how that rear bumper section is going to come out, if they're going to offer, uh, you know, what the aftermarket's going to take for that. So when you start really looking into it and what's going to change it, yep, man, it's. I think it's going to be one of those platforms that just is going to be aces across the board with uh, both sales and the performance industry. So I'm really curious. I just, and I, you know, I know there's guys on here that are going to flame me about this. I'm just <laughs> not, I can't, I don't want to be in a roadster, if that makes sense. Like, uh, I just hope it stays as a coupe, you know, no two plus two, no roadster, just be happy and content with what you got, make it rock. Um, yeah. But there's, they've got to change something on this prototype in some form or fashion, but Yes. What do you think, Mike? I think it's um, pretty spot on. I mean, a lot of the responses that I was reading as the uh, the, the car was initially revealed, um, people are just going nuts for it. They love it. Um, I think that um, the body lines are, are great. Uh, I think Nissan really <laughs> listened to what uh, the consumers wanted. Uh, they mentioned this car as being very, very heritage rich, which um, – you know, especially in the time when car, when electric, electronic cars or uh, battery-powered cars are, are making a uh, this this obviously this this uh, change in the industry, uh, to have this car really go back to its roots and pay homage like that, uh, it, it is uh, a lot of fun to see. It's it's um, I do enjoy it. I almost call it sometimes. It's like this generation coming up is sort of like when your favorite band makes a greatest hits album. <laughs> it's like <laughs> my arrows big ones or yeah, yeah. It's like are they done is that are it i mean they're not uh, done but i mean yeah it's like you know i imagine the z having an album cover and it says you know, right we have your greatest hits including triple gauges uh you know uh, <laughs> yeah uh, nothing will, will ever nothing will yeah. ever make you feel old as when one of your bands come up with the greatest hit album you're just like damn I'm dying. And then you're like, I'm dying inside. It's like, well, no, it's like, but a new model has come out. They've yep. definitely listened to the consumers. Uh, I can know that for a fact that they've listened to the consumers because we were part of those panels. Um, you both and uh, both of us were. And um, so we, yep. we got firsthand, you know, we were able to give our feedback, um, mm -hmm. you know, whether that was taken or, or, you know, uh, yep. or utilized, who's to say, I mean, that, that happens in the cutting room floors, but, um, but I have to say, man, I, I've, I I love the fact that at least they're listening to the consumers. They're listening to what's worked for us, what pays homage. And we talked about this a million times before. We're not saying anything we haven't said before. Mm -hmm. But, I, I, you know, I'm liking everything. What I'm curious about is, okay, so this is what we get. You know, mm -hmm. this is the new norm. Call it the end of 2021, 20, maybe, if I'm being super, super uh, – optimistic yep. or the beginning of 2022, right? It comes out, hits the, uh, hits the floor running, but let's talk about what, what, uh, what else is going to be other. What is a, what's a NISMO model going to do? How's it going to improve on this? 
It's true, man. Uh, I know Nismo models are typically known for their uh, suspension, their rigidness, the aerodynamics. So uh, I see a body kit happening of some sort, some different type of ground graphics, uh, ground uh, uh, aerodynamics. Yeah. Uh, I, I think uh, power, they're going to up the power. I mean, I think we mentioned before, if they use the engine that we think they're using, they'll probably do the 400 horsepower version of that engine, not the 300. Uh, I could see that happening. Um, yeah. Little upgrades with brakes, suspension, and, and aerodynamics. This yeah. act, this commercial, by the way, this, sorry, this teaser just came out, I think, last week. You know how earlier we were talking about how the Z31 and the 280ZX aren't really listening? Look at there, right there. I know, I know. And for all the 280ZX and Z31 guys, I hear you. We hear you. We understand yeah. that there's no love out there for you. But to also respect the 260, 280Z, 280Z guys get no love too. Yeah, yeah. The Roadster guys don't get any love. You know, the 2 plus 2 guys will never get any love, you know? Yep. Bastards. So. I will say, though, this this recent teaser did get me excited, though, to see, you know, it, I, although it is animated, it was cool to see all these cars kind of come together at one time the way they did it. I'm and definitely interested in a model for my own sake. Um, you know, I haven't really... It's, I've been keeping my options open. My dating options for a new vehicle, I've been keeping open, and I like yeah. it. I, I think they did a really good job with it. I like the fact that they did this the backdrop on a on a serious like driving setup versus you know trying to do it more of a, putting a model next to it and a, yep. you know a couple holding a baby or something. It's just like oh, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean. Like it's just. Pitch to the right market, and it's a sports car. You know, don't make apologies for being a sports car. You know, yep. for Christ's sakes, you're sticking. You're one of the last businesses that are sticking with the standard transmission when everybody's yep. uh, walking away from it. You had the guts to do that. And Nissan, I'm giving you points back, even though you messed me up on the Star Wars Rogue. I'm gonna give you these points back because you did a good job with the uh, with this new Z. So kudos to you. Right, right. Uh, we do have some comments here. We want to go ahead and uh, yeah, yeah. Let's go back share here. Greatest hits. Oh, my God. From Ion. It said the future 400Z should have a Mandalorian edition from James. <laughs> <laughs> um, Joshua had a good one. Joshua Chrome said uh, when I was talking about the, uh, the Nissan Rogue, it goes, that looks like something you can add to a base model for less than 50 bucks on Etsy. And it... <laughs> You know, he probably hit it nail on the head. Damn good point, man. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. It made a Pirates of the Caribbean juke. The Black Pro. No, you're a no. liar. You're a liar, Ferguson. If they did, you know more than I do, and you need you need to have your own show. We need a stamp so, of we need a stamp of a, a nerd stamp if you. <laughs> it's he would get a nerd yeah, stamp. But you, but you I would send pride. him this shirt if he. Yeah. I would send him your shirt and my shirt if he got that. <laughs> Taking everybody's shirts. Take it um, shirts. I'm taking some <laughs> All right. I, I, I think this segment definitely went over just a little bit, so we'll I jump know. into the next yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, we're getting on 46 minutes. All right. Before do we do, Miles, how are you doing on that drink? I'm doing okay. Uh, I'm getting to the bottom of the uh, – this is where all the madness is. Um, yeah. 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 Oh, wow. What do you got for me? You sounds like you got some I, uh, I'm doing okay. I'm going to go ahead and just do a little bit of a fill-up here. Uh, going to top I off? Will. I am topping off. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Uh, just making sure we're still. It smells like a gym. Gym bathroom. Mm. <laughs> gym bathroom. Yeah. Just making sure, man. I'm just taking care of my guest. Make sure he's good on his birthday, you know. Yeah, good stuff. All right, moving on. All right, All right let's move on here. Okay, so 
Motorsports. Next next segment we have is a motorsports updates. Let's do it. Boom boom right there. Boom boom. <laughs> I'll share my screen here. Um for what I have. Miles, I didn't tell you about this. This actually I just added this this update in motorsports with Nissan and the IMSA 24 hours of Rolex, which is actually happening this weekend. Really? Uh, 24 hours at Daytona. You don't hear anything about how is Nissan related to that. And I found something, and I think you might like it. So uh, let me go ahead and share my screen again. Uh, we got these here. Boom. Okay. There are multiple teams, multiple teams uh, entered in the 24 hours Rolex at Daytona this weekend that are actually using Nissan power plants. Go on. Don't know if you knew this. Uh, from the IMSA.com site, I can literally go to the entry list. This is their site here, right? If you go to the entry list, there are multiple teams. What you want to look for, though, is the LP, LMP3 category. So is that the power plant? Is that the requirements they're all using in a, uh, a Nissan power plant? Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. Can you see what I got there? I'm going to zoom in just a little bit. Hit me. Boom. Okay, so you've got multiple car types here mm -hmm. uh, with this engine. The engine says VK. Obviously, there is an engine code, Nissan VK V8. Yeah, you know about 56, the VK, Mario. VK56. Yep. Uh, that, yep. that is a uh, underrated engine that has been used around Australia and all through Europe for the longest time, and I cannot talk about it enough. That is a power plant that puts out some power. Um, especially what are the, um, oh my God, that whole, uh, the V8, uh, series that they were doing that, uh, they ran the Jack Daniels, um, not the long... continental series. No. Or, uh, it, yeah. I, somebody's going to kill me and beat me up on it, but yeah, <laughs> they were, it just, just so, getting, but, but for real, it was, um, uh, they, they've been using that power plant for the longest time with great, um, with great success stories coming from it. So I, I'm really excited that you, that you found that. I'm, and I'm happy that yep. we're starting to see it incorporated here statewide. Yep. So it's really, really cool. Uh, so if you are watching the uh, Daytona 24 hour uh, Rolex, this makes me want to go ahead and just, just watch it though. Uh, the LMP three class has seven entries. Every entry is a Nissan engine. So the Nissan V8, which is really weird to me though. I, I, I start to wonder. So if you see here, the engine says VK, right? Well, what's VK? Well, we know that because we're nerds. But from the unassuming eye, typically what's used in this segment, I'm going to scroll up for a second. You see the power plants. You get the Cadillacs, the Acura, the Mazdas, uh, maybe not Gibson, though. But if I scroll down, it goes to VK. So it makes me think that maybe these are independent teams. This is not a Nissan-supported uh, effort but private teams that are using the Nissan engine. Using the power plant? I wonder if yep. they're like taking power plants with the VK from other models. I don't know. I can't see that. Perhaps. Yep. So I'm not, I did, much, I'm not that much of a nerd for the VK, but I wonder if somebody out there can clarify that for me. Huh. Yep. I, I do see two different models, uh, car types. You have the Leaguer uh, JSP320. Uh, I have a picture of it, and I'll share that with you. This is a, like a I was like, oh man. It's an intimidating looking car though. A tiger. And you do see it right here. Nissan VK56. If I can zoom in just a little bit. Boom. Mm -hmm. Nissan VK56. 460 horsepower, 5.6 liter. 
And uh, yeah, it's a Nissan. That's, that's a Nissan looking car, though. That's a pretty intimidating looking car. Though. Planter. That is not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so I definitely want to give credit uh, to these teams that are using the Nissan power plant. Uh, Nissan, if you're listening, I mean, I know maybe the motorsports budget isn't as grand as it used to be, or, or maybe in the future it will. But uh, I definitely want to say, hey, definitely, you know, if these teams. The winner is gonna have the, the winner of the LMP3 class is gonna be a Nissan. So hey, hey we got we won already. Woo! <laughs> Wait, I was gonna ask, have they put out a schedule yet for this? The schedule for uh, Rolex. I wonder if it's coming um, coming anywhere that we can touch this. Yes, it is. We're this happy in Texas. Maybe we're in Coda, but that's this weekend. Oh, it's never. For this mind. one here, yes. So it's happening on Saturday, the twenty-four hours. This one. Uh, Starts at 3:40 p.m. this Saturday, and it will obviously go until 3:40 p.m. of Sunday. Uh, where you can find it is uh, NBC Sports. I think you have uh, NBC Sports Network, uh, IMSA TV. TV. These are some of the uh, uh, channels that you see here that will actually have that that race for you. The newly, so. the newly started IMSA TV. Yeah, that's actually pretty new. <laughs> no, it's so. Cool. Again, that's just a motorsports update uh, with IMSA. If people are watching it already, hey, there's another reason to watch it. So uh, I have one other area that I want to share with motorsports is regarding Formula E. Uh, Miles, obviously, their last season, we went ahead and we uh, uh, promoted it. Uh, for the 2021 season will be uh, taking place beginning February 25th. So we're just under a month away from the Formula E 2021 season. Uh, looking here, uh, so it was that two, four, six, eight, ten, ten, ten races that span between February and late July. So uh, we'll be taking, I'll, I'll be definitely watching more of this. We still have the same team with the Nissan and the EDAMS team. Um, it's, we'll, uh, it's been slowly crawling in popularity. Like they're just, they're clawing their way up. And, and it's just like anything else, you have to build your fan base, right? Um, you know, uh, F1 did this early on, um, you know, uh, when they first got started with it. And then all of a sudden, psh, they, they skyrocketed in popularity. Um, so I can't see why this wouldn't be a, a similar scenario. I really think we're probably going to see the popularity rise by the end of this season um, or the next. I think what the what the Formula E season really needs is yep. and as a, an identifiable rivalry. I need, they need somebody to kind of cheer for. And um, I, I think Formula okay. E is so new that it just, it hasn't developed that just yet. You know, you need that. Everybody's been a gentleman with each other. They say, hey, we're just glad yeah. to be here. You need you to call somebody. Them. Somebody needs to sleep with somebody's wife. Somebody, <laughs> somebody uh, needs to get a little dirty out there. I mean, I, and I'm going to say it. I'm just going to say like it. That. So. <laughs> yeah, that's good. No, no, I think that's true, man. You start getting into some rivalries, let them start to happen and build and grow that bad blood, you know what I mean? And it's like watching your favorite football teams come around, you know, they have history and you're like, man, you know, I really hope they stick it to them this year or whatever the case may be, you know. How so that'll definitely be another aspect that will make Formula E more exciting as it grows. Yep. Absolutely. So that's it. That's that's motorsports. From me, uh, went back alley chat. It's about next right. Next is back alley chat. Oh, actually, before we go into that, I kind of want to talk about, and we've talked about this before, and I'll make it really quick. 
Um, but we've talked about this uh, series before, but I just want to talk about, talk about growing in popularity. Um, I wanted to talk about this uh, Centra Cup that came through. Now, you and I knew this as the Micro Cup that we talked about uh, last year. You know, yep. it, it got a lot of popularity. And then uh, in Canada, and um, it was a crazy amount of teams um, packed in a short amount of time. And, um, and it, it just all of a sudden gained a lot of popularity. But then Nissan says, uh, hey, let's drop the bomb on this. And they start making a Centra Cup. They, somebody created it. Nissan's yeah. on board with this now. And I've been getting, and I have um, bots that kind of crawl and give me data for Nissan information all over. And yeah. I've been getting hit and hit and hit and hit after this. But it's all it's all come back to this Nissan Centra Cup that's happening in Canada. And um, I'm really, really excited about it. It's going to launch out in May of 2021. May of 2021. Okay. May of 2021 is when we're going to start seeing it. So um, I don't have the dates just yet. Um, you know, if I get anything, I'll definitely let you guys know. But, yep. I mean, we've been seeing a lot of cool stuff come from it. I mean, Nissan's definitely put some marketing behind it. Um, I've messaged the Nissan um, uh, marketing team about it for Canada. I haven't got anything back. Hopefully, uh, one of these days, they'll reach out to us. So, uh, so we can kind of talk about it, but I mean, look, yeah, talk about a step up, you know, in a cup class. Oh yeah, I think we, you know, the, the last time we talked about it, you know, we were comparing power output between the Nissan Micra. That's a model of vehicle that we don't have in here in North uh, in, in the United States, but it is in in Canada. Uh, you know, the power range was I think a hundred hundred horsepower, give or take. The, yeah. the Centra is closer to two hundred horsepower, so you're getting that bump in in uh, power, that bump in excitement, um, you know, it's standard transmission. It, it definitely is an upgrade. And the cool part is, is that they're still not getting rid of the Micra. The Micra is still in the race, but they're racing with the Centra. So you got two separate classes of racing at the same time. So that le that adds a whole level of complexity, and it's a lot of excitement. And uh, I'm really excited to see that, too. So I'm glad you brought it up. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm really willing um... – Actually, you know, I kind of want to see this. Um, and I don't mean like I want to see it like on TV. I kind of want to go. Um, yeah. I'm thinking we need to uh, make sure that you can leave the country. And we'll definitely uh, go and try this and check this out, man. I just think it's a cool – it's something cool that we, you know, we at least tried. Because if – heaven forbid, you know, they only do it the one year and we never get to see it again. Because it happens. Nissan does that where they, they get a little upset and they take their ball and go home. And then, you know, we're stuck. So I say you mm -hmm. uh, work on your uh, your Canadian speak, and then we uh, <laughs> we get our passports together. Yeah. And uh, let's try to make that happen. Maybe, we have a few friends maybe. in Canada, too. I'm sure if we try to make a thing with it where they can meet us there, they'll uh, definitely uh, be yeah. able to translate for us. I'm just translate <laughs> no. I don't really speak their English, uh, but yeah. <laughs> Just playing, of course. We say it with love. So, yes. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but, yeah, anyway, I just wanted to kind of talk about that because I'm really proud that the series finally is, is starting to get some PR. At least I see it on, on the internets. And uh, so, yeah. Um, Absolutely. Something cool. So, kudos to that team that's putting on the marketing for that Nissan Sentra. And, Nissan, please continue to support that. That's been the only cool guiding piece of light that I've seen in 2020. Um, yeah, you know, other than the Z prototype coming out here soon, it, so it's sort of the uh, again, it, I mean, not to expand on it for just a second though, but it is one of the more affordable 
outlets of racing that you can actually get into as a person uh, the, from a grassroots level too. So I love seeing that if, if you really have anyone has a chance to, to actually be, have an entry in this race too and become someone from it, you know. So, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I definitely – I think we need to definitely set our calendars, watch our TV, and if, if we can, plan a flight to go uh, to go watch one of these things. Yeah, we'll sneak in in the country, sneak out. Right. Yeah, it shouldn't be that hard. It's okay. You have a boat? Lake Erie's right there, I think. You built a wall yet around Canada? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Not yet. Yeah, I no, think, I'm pretty sure they're not going to pay for it. Moving on. We're going to leave it alone. <laughs> leave it alone. Moving, on, right. moving on, moving on, moving on. Moving on. Let's not touch it. All right, okay. so we got to talk about Back Alley Chat. Um, yes. It's your birthday, Miles. I, I figured it's your uh, – you have the honors well, of picking the topic of conversation tonight. Uh, well, we're going to beat this – We've beaten this horse to death, but it, it's still a subject matter that comes up all the time. And it talks about, you know, your your purist versus your, let's call it your self-innovators. Those guys that are out there kind of pushing, um, pushing the application to what it can do. Now, we're yeah. going to talk a little bit about uh, engine swaps. And I know we've done okay. this to we're blue in the face. We talked about this before. But um, let's talk about it. Um, innovators versus uh, uh, versus purist. You know, uh, what do you got for engine swaps? Um, the question: okay. What's the unwritten rule about engine swaps? I'll let you take. I'll let you take the purist route because I know you're okay. more of a purist than I am. I think the answer behind the unwritten rule of of engine swaps, right? The unwritten book of the road says that engine swaps. Book <laughs> <laughs> of the road. I think so, in many cases, engine swaps are personal. Uh, when it comes to the purists uh, and Nissan, that's what we are, right? You're going to want to stay within the family. If you're going to do a swap, it stays in the Nissan family or the Nissan or the Infinity family. Um, it's it's all one family, right? So if you're thinking of a swap. You stay in the family, and I think from a purist standpoint, you are staying loyal still uh, to the brand. Um, that, that's if you're being a purist. I also think is that the owner, because it's a, you can do whatever you want with a car, you know. The owner has, has, want, has got to want to stay loyal to the car, and I think what makes people loyal to a car or to a brand, I think specifically to a car, and I'll, tell, and I'll explain why in a second here. If, if you're going to do a swap to a car and you want to be a purist, typically you're a purist because you love that car specifically, that model, that generation specifically. It's your baby. It's the, it's your it's your true love. You know, you don't want anything to change or, or any any major changes to happen to that car because it just ha it's so personal to you. I'll give you an ex this is my example. 300 ZX. I could never swap it uh, with anything other than Nissan. Honestly, I'll probably just keep the 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 original motor with it but i'll give you an example i also own a 350z and i would swap that thing in a heartbeat <laughs> you know and yeah it's true and i asked myself why why do, you know these are just two generations back to back why am i so passionate about one car and not the other and i really think it's about it's that personal connection with that certain generation you know uh it's how you feel it, it's it's your history with the car maybe it was how you're introduced to that car that's so sentimental and personal that really guides these unwritten rules of what you think is a purist or an innovative move uh, with an engine swap. 
Is that the long way around or is that the short answer? No, no, I can see that. I mean, to me, it's like, you know, coming from your perspective, because I can see it from the, the purest perspective too as well. I mean, you can go a number of different ways here, but I mean, you've also have a scarcity of a model. Yeah. You know, if oh. uh, am I paying... Am I paying homage to a, to a very scarce model or a, a rare vehicle that you don't see much on the road versus, yeah. um, you know, uh, I guess the availability to get it done, you know, like, you know, 350Z model. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love 350Zs. They're great cars. Mm -hmm. But for, the, you know, let's 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 wind the clock back here six years ago, mm -hmm. you know, maybe seven years ago before the 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 drift tax really started killing those cars and yeah. all these tuners were taking them and everybody was mashing them up and, and beating the hell out of them because you could buy them for five, six, seven grand and, okay. and, and just go from there. And then people were blowing motors and they were sticking things into them just to keep them going. And let's call it what it is. I mean, we're not seeing that now. We're not identifying that now, but hot rodders did the same thing. That's how yeah. hot rodding started. It's like you would blow the, your mom's, you know, engine in her car and then you had to get something else to stick in there and they were doing this in the in the 60s the 70s the 80s people were doing that all the time you know yeah. then sleepers came around then we're starting to put different labels on things but yeah but i mean getting back to it a 300 gx let's call it what it is it's a tight it's a tight you're trying engine to put it fit a 12 inch foot into a nine inch shoe i mean <laughs> You know what I mean? Let's call it what it is. Yeah, yeah. If you drop if you drop a, a, a ten millimeter bolt on the top of that thing, it's still there looking at you. It ain't touching the ground. You. Yeah. It ain't touching the ground. You know, but you know, let's talk about a Datsun 240Z. You know, you drop a, a bolt down there, it's gonna hit the floor and it's gonna roll off into the driveway. But I mean, that's the way um, you know that those things are. But now you're talking about purity. Now you got Datsun 240Z owners, for an example, you know, they're slopping uh, RB 26s and SR 20s into them. And people are kind of yeah. like turning up their nose a little bit. And it's like some risk, some swaps are respected. Some swaps aren't the V eight, you know, mm -hmm. and you know, it, it's hard to say, but then you get it, people are like, it's my car. Who cares what you think? Cause it's my car. But then other people are like, you have to keep it. Um, you have to keep it pure and true because quite honestly, mm -hmm. there's not enough good examples on the road for that. Now, I used to think like that for the longest time, but then it's all about if you're going to pull up a swap, how well can you get it done? Now, the cleanliness of it, is that what you now, mean? As far yeah, as you don't want the, yeah. yeah. And you're on your soapbox of a purist. I'm on the soapbox of an innovator, which okay. is weird because I don't do a lot of, I do swaps, but I usually keep a model specific. I keep a, I keep a model pure. That's kind of yeah. where I draw the line. But, I have been falling in love with a new site here as of recently, and I kind of wanted to break it off to you, which sounds weird, but I want to show you about <laughs> it. Okay. And it was, a, 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 of all things, it's the Engine Swap Depot. And it's a crap website as far as a build, the way it is. But, I mean, the model, con the content of it, it's pretty darn amazing. Um, so, you know, different things in here. A lot of 2JZ swaps, of course you will, because that's the popularity right now. But... I mean, you've got stuff like this popping off. Mm -hmm. You've got a Nissan Sephiro, which we never had in our model, and they're sticking VR38 DETTs. They're sticking those in the SR20s right now. I mean, it's, yeah. it's starting to get pretty popular, you know? And I have to say, as you as you scroll through websites like this and 
you scroll through old school websites like hybrid Z and they would make some amazing options happen. I mean, mm -hmm. so it just depends what you want to get into yeah. or what you want to do. But the big thing is if you pull it off, can you pull it off to a point that it, you're not going to pay homage, but can you do it with taste? With taste. And I think a presentable level, uh, mentioning like obviously so many things are happening and changing when you do an engine swap you know <laughs> is the wiring harness tucked and nicely kept or do you see splices everywhere you know uh, uh, is uh and look at this for christ's sakes a 1969 nissan gloria with a supercharged vk56 let's <laughs> talk about a tire melter i mean jesus christ yeah, but uh, yeah i mean the Come cleanliness on. of the bay, though, yeah. Scroll down a little bit more. Oh, you can Lord. see that you can see that engine bay, and how clean it looks. And it really has to do with the craftsmanship of the build. That is a big, big factor. So somebody put the work in. I mean, this is Riddler type putting work. in the work. Yep. I mean, look at that. Oh that's yeah, just, that's just sex. You know, I mean, come on. Yeah. And when's the last time you've seen a, a clean Gloria? You know, it's a rarity. You probably been. It hasn't been. You, first off, it's a rarity of a vehicle. Then it's yeah. a, a build that's pulled off with none other than, you know, just uh, yep. masterpiece quality. You know, I mean, it's 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 a damn good job. Yep. Um, I got a question for you. What you got? You mentioned earlier scarcity. Mm -hmm. Now, what do you mean by that? Do you mean because a, a car is so rare that you should modify it or so rare that you shouldn't modify it? I think you're answering your own question there. So let's talk about, to me, when I say scarcity, I don't mean like, man, I haven't seen one of those in a long time. If I don't see it on the road, you know, when I'm driving from time to time, then yep. that's scarcity. You know, um, okay. you know, when's the last time you saw a really clean, I don't know, uh, like a, like a patrol, a Nissan patrol. Yeah. When's the last time you seen a clean patrol, like on the road, yeah. you know, or a, a, a Figaro, you know, like one of those. But I mean, the whole thing about it is like that guy pulled it off and it's clean. But now when it comes to swap, it's a whole nother thing. If you decided to dive and delve into a swap, you got to make sure that you did it and would taste, or if you did it to make sure that it was, if it's a theme, great, nothing yeah. wrong with theme cars, but you got to make sure that the theme is, is either understated and it, it, it's done with taste. That's all I'm going to leave. With taste. Okay. So I, I have a mention here. This is the argument from a purist too, when it comes to scarcity, but, and I agree with what you mean. There, there are levels of scarcity. If you don't see it on the free very often and you see one of those cars eventually, and it has the swap cool. Um, you were talking about special edition cars earlier, right? Mm -hmm. And when I think of, you know, referring back to that, when you have special edition cars and you are talking about engine swaps, I think as a purist, I draw the line and I'll explain why. Um, I've seen Nismo edition 350s and 370s. They're a special edition on its own that I think is respected. It has, as an OEM, uh, features that are very respectable, respect, respectable already, right? I had a buddy of mine who took a, 350, a 370 Nismo and did a full-blown swap, you know, uh, a V8 into a Nismo edition uh, 370. And I began to think, 
there are so few of these already, and you paid a premium to own it already, and then you ruined everything that was special about it as a purist. Now, to them, it's it's it, it's good stuff on top of good stuff. It's the better than the better than better. But as a purist, I'm thinking if you're going to modify, get a base model or get a, get a certain trim level that is not so sought after. Keep yeah. in this case, save the Nismos. Like, don't butcher Nismos, man. You know what's uh, crazy is when a, yeah. when the 350Z first came out. I mean, within the first two years, um, where was I at? I was at a Zcon in. Uh, Long Beach, and there was the 350Z there. This is back when Nissan was still headquarters out of Long Beach. Okay, it was like the last days. They were shutting down the doors and everything <laughs> else. They didn't, they didn't have much left in the Nissan headquarters in Long Beach. So they had a really good, I mean, amazing car show that was just outside of there. And there was a 350Z that was parked there on the side um, side, and. Ultimately, there was an SR20 that was stuffed into it. And it was kind of weird to see an SR20 stuffed into a 350Z back then. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I was like, oh, I don't know how, I f- how to feel about it. And I and I was I covered it in an article. This is back when I was still writing. And we started talking about it. And, I, and he goes, man, he goes, I, I drift. And he goes, quite honestly, he goes, I was drifting. That, that pan sits pretty low for the 350Z. And I tagged it. Ended up destroying the engine and I needed to get back into competition. So I had an SR that was sitting there and we just yep. made it happen, you know, a couple of late nights and uh, we got it done. And it was like, it's weird. It's like, if the guy gives you an excuse, you almost give him a pass. And yeah. uh, okay. but that was a, that was a means to get a vehicle back on the road. So it's like, I don't know. It's like, sometimes I feel about it, but when it, I hear the story, I let it pass. So, you know, yeah. what, going back to the, the scenario of, um, of purist versus innovators, you know, it, it's, I'm kind of cool with it. I'm, and to me, my final thought process on this, I kind of let everything go as long as it's within the same family. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like That's when like, you, yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense too. Uh, same family seems to be a pretty pretty common line that you know you cross it or you don't. I mean, there are subsets, there are lesser offenses to be made. You know, when it comes to, to engine swaps, I think what you mentioned though too, it's a matter of fate in some cases. You like you said, you'll meet those enthusiasts. And go well, I just so happen to have this car, this engine sitting with this car, and we just made it happen. You know, it, I get that, and that sometimes that's how you make magic. You know, it's just how it works. Um, I do want to wait. Look at this model. I mean, that's a 280ZX. I haven't seen anything this clean in a really long time where they actually threw a 25, an RB25 into it. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty clean. I haven't seen anything like that. I see that swap a lot in Japan. Anyway, I'm nerding out, but (laughs) it's all good. I do have one last comment to make. Yeah, sure. About this, which is when it comes to engine swap, this is actually a pretty good question, though. With every Every engine swap I've seen has been taking a certain vehicle and putting an engine that into it that is typically newer than the car you're putting it in. You're doing an upgrade. You know, you're taking a 370 engine, putting it into a 350, or a 350 engine, putting it into a 300, right? But you don't see, very rarely, rarely do you ever see someone go the opposite direction. And... Go something I, more antiquated. 
Yeah, exactly. I, I fuel injection and I threw it in the carbureted. Yeah. You can take a carbureted L28 Datsun motor and put it into a 350Z. Like, yeah. so that's a rule. That's what I'm talking about. So yeah. we were talking about the unwritten rules. Like, I mean, it's it's not that you can't do it, but most commonly when you are doing an engine swap, it's um, a matter of motorsports uh, does it. I mean, motorsport motorsports yeah. did it for specs. So, like, if uh, mm -hmm. say for instance, like the the spec cars for the Z32 way back in the day, you could only run a carbureted engine. So these guys were mm. sticking L28, um, you know, triple carbs into uh, into these. Uh, I mean, we're talking like pretty much gutted out z32s with two two frames and then they would just do the uh you know the little sue fasteners and put all the panels on and, mm -hmm. and that was it you had the illusion of a z32 car but you were really running an l28 you know stroked out uh, <laughs> car bad boy and um yeah i mean uh but i mean that was out of necessity but yeah i mean it's a good point um yeah just yeah. a lot of a lot of perspectives Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I'm so, glad we took this time to, to, to really talk, to really about, talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, just talk about everything people already know. <laughs> Before we continue, though, I do want to share a few comments from those that are with us. Sure, sure. Uh, we did mention, someone mentioned here, an RB in a Datsun Z. That's a classic move. Kind of sexy, Obviously, yeah. can't really go looking wrong. Good. Uh, we had here, VQ Boost, all the Nissan Datsun Infinities. Got a big VQ fan there with James. I'm a fan of Boost. I mean, I was thinking, especially with mine too. Mine is an 06, which had the rev up VQ35. And in the Z, it was only used for one year. So if that engine goes out, I am screwed. Try finding the engine that was only used for one year. You can find some Infinity, the G35s yeah, that have like it. Which, guys are, uh, yeah, but it makes the car a perfect candidate for an engine swap because you have no, you have no options. Because my options are very limited. Yeah, yeah. To go the purest way so you're kind of you're like I those four batches that have to buy a whole car just so you can strip out the engine like yeah i had to spend three thousand dollars to get a six hundred dollar engine it's like jesus christ <laughs> and it's true it's, it's happening more and more you know with different models it's like you have to like when you get to a certain point when when people are biting up cars like all these old like dotsons and really rare nissans it's like you have to buy the whole damn car if you need like i don't know four hundred dollars worth of parts so out of three you make one, you know, but yep, it's, it's yep. the way it goes. So, yep. So, uh, Joshua said here, you know, no RB26 is a Mustang. So this isn't Tokyo Drift. It's a that's a Star Wars that's... reference. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. I uh, mentioned Hybrid Z. Hybrid Z, the website has been around for a very, very long time. Has always been a go-to. Uh, great stuff there. I've with that website. They've, they've run Hybrid really Z forums. Very, Absolutely. Very, um, uh, very meat and potatoes. They don't mess around. Yep. Good job. Orlando mentioned parts availability is a big factor with doing a swap. You want to do a part that in most engines you can see are very common and affordable. So the, the more available they are, usually the more affordable they are. I mean, unless you're trying to be – unless you've got some unlimited budget and you're trying to put a rare engine into a rare car, uh, you're really going for a, an engine that's affordable and available. Yep. And – all right. Well, that's a few. That's a few of them. I think we're good. All right. Yeah. So we got to go over events and uh, start to wrap up the night. Um, events. Local events. Uh, what do we got going on? All right. Let me go ahead and change the spanner here. Boom. Events. All right. So I do have one event to share with you guys regarding uh, future 2021 
um, uh, events. I will share my screen. We are dealing with Branson Z-Fests. They just announced registration is now open. Uh, for those who know geography, Branson, Missouri is where it's going to be happening. <laughs> uh, I'll share my screen. Uh, come on. There you go. Branson Z-Fest. So uh, Branson, Missouri, this is happening on June 2nd through the 6th. Uh, essentially, it's a four-day event. Um, this, the organizers of Branson Z-Fest have been doing this for a very, very long time. They are actually, Branson actually hosted the 2019 uh, ZCon as well. So the team that they have is very, very uh, experienced. They know how to put on a really good event. And it's happening again this year here in early June. So if you are uh, looking for a road trip or if you're in the Branson, Missouri area, go ahead and go to BransonZFest.org. Look at the registration. Sign up in advance. Sign up as soon as you can. Uh, and at the very least, sign up at the host hotel. Uh, most of these bigger events, the, the first thing to go is the hotel. So book the hotel even if you register a couple uh, uh, later. But Book the hotel. That's probably the first thing that you want to do if you're even considering going. Uh, they do have a main hotel, and like most events, there are overflow hotels. Either way, you'll find a bed, I'm pretty sure. But uh, this is uh, definitely an event that you want to give a shot uh, uh, to, to give a chance. Um, a quick rundown of events. Besides, you've got a typical uh, opening dinner. There is extreme carding happening. Uh, we have guided cruises. There is uh, karaoke and charity dinner. Uh, I do like karaoke is a very thing. I've seen a lot more karaoke happening actually with events. Uh, did you do that in Japan, by the way, Miles? Did you ever do the karaoke? I yeah. Did, unfortunately. Yeah. Woo sure it's uh, out there on the internet. I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Branson Z Fest also has a drag strip night. Uh, there is a car show, obviously, closing ceremony, a lot of socializing, both as part of the event and like most events, uh, if you have uh, uh, your own crowd of guys, you go out and typically maybe spend a night doing something else uh, outside of, of the event. So it's a really good time, though. I've heard a lot of great things. I haven't been, unfortunately, though, but I've heard a lot of great things. And uh, soon enough, man, uh, Miles, again, put that on our list. We've got a few events to make it. Branson Z Fest is one of them. Canada. Branson. Canada, Branson Z-Fest. Who has the better beer? <laughs> what All do you right. think? Yeah, what's Canadian beer like? I don't know. Right. I don't know. If the Branson boys start calling us and start talking up their beer, then maybe we'll have to make that versus the uh, the Central Cup. I don't know. We'll figure it out as we go forth. So, gotcha. uh, What else we got going on? Uh, Zcon is coming up, right? Yes. So there are two other events, and I know we mentioned them previously uh, Z-Con, you know, I don't have the dates on me. I believe it's in August. Yeah, Colorado, just to let you know, they did drop the dates. We've been talking about it. I don't want to make it blue in the face type of thing, but uh, we've been talking a lot. We've obviously are very big promoters of the Z-Con, but just to let you know, they did open up, uh, from what I remember, they opened up registration here recently. So you may want to look into it, get into your hotels. The hotels at the top of that mountain, uh, just to let you know, um, it's mm -hmm. an eagle's nest up there. I'm just kidding. I totally <laughs> but uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. you got 200 days till uh, till ZCon's kicking off this year. ZCon so. is a week long event, and it begins August 16th 
of this year. So I know that seems like a distance, some time away, but regardless, honestly, it comes up very, very fast. And right now there is actually an early bird special between now and I believe March. So if you are thinking about going, uh, like I said earlier, reserve with the host hotel right away. And then you also have the, uh, uh, registration. If you, if you register before, I believe March or mid March, uh, you do have an early bird discount. I believe it's like 10% off. And uh, these registrations, you know, with, with event this caliper of this caliper, you know, you've got a lot of special guests, people flying over. This is all about, you know, uh, that experience. So you're going to spend we're gonna, We're definitely going to go this year. I mean, we've we've been working on our cars to get to this point. This will be our yes. event. One of our premier events to be there this year. So you and I are going to be uh, probably sleeping out of my property the night before, before we have to make the drive out to Colorado Springs. So we're going to be driving, maybe crashing yeah. on the property okay. six hours into Colorado Springs. We've done that drive before. Yeah. So Sleeping bags on your property? Yeah, sure. Why not? Under the stars? Under the stars. <laughs> All broke back mountain style. We'll make it happen. Yeah. Oh, God. Don't. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Got a problem with that? Because I have a lot of fun. I'm, in, I'm looking forward to the road trip, personally. Uh, the, that area. It's amazing. We have a good time. We have a fun time. That's the best part about road trips is being with, the, being with your friends and just getting into trouble and doing weird, funny, quirky stuff on the road. That's the best part of road trips. All right, it, moving it, on. It, I'm not going to talk about it. Right. So this is the tail end of the show here. We have uh, Miles. Uh, it is your birthday. Uh, I went it's ahead good. and give. I, I sent you something, and I told you do not open it until now. And if you've got it near you, man, I really want to uh, share with you. There it is. It's in your hand. Okay. Um, if you want to do, if you want to go ahead and open up, and let, let me know what you think. And for those who are watching, again, feel free to wish Miles a uh, happy birthday. Um, let's, uh, Which end do I open? So what do you All think, right. man? What, what do you think? I mean, yeah, is what it open? in here? I don't know. I think you'll like it, though. You think I'll like it? We'll, we'll talk about it here in a minute. It's definitely going to be a poster. All right. Of some sort. Mm -hmm. A picture. Let's see if it's going to be embarrassing or not. All right. Whoa. That's pretty cool. It's plastic. Woo. It's plastic. Oh, man. Oh, 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 let me open it up. Be gentle. All right. And I slipped off the protective cover. Now yeah. it's flesh on flesh. All right. Let me see here. I don't know what it is. What do you? Yeah. Oh, dude. Delta wing. Hells yeah. yeah. Dude, how'd you pull this off? So I uh well I know so we did a an episode on the Delta Wing a while back. And I'm a right? huge fan of the Delta Wing, yeah. And you brought it up because I yes, you mentioned that you were a fan of uh of the oh, Delta yeah, Wing. Dude. So you know, doing some searching here and it was actually through uh through Etsy that had this. But really? With, yeah, 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 yeah. So the crazy part, this is a signed copy. Uh, the artist yeah. is actually a motorsports artist. His name is Roger Warwick. And he actually commissioned this art, uh, I think back in 2012, 2013. Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is, dude, I love this. This is the best picture I've ever seen of the Delta Wing. Isn't it in great? Our, I mean, from our perspective, I think it's great. It, it's got it's got the canvas on, uh, or sorry, the uh, 
I think it's an inkjet prints. Uh, I think it's like a general size. I have a picture frame coming. I'm not cheap, man. I'm going to get you the pic the picture frame as well. <laughs> I want to send you the picture frame first and give it away. So. Oh, no, it's fine. This is awesome, dude. You know, what's crazy is uh, somebody else uh, sent me something. Dude, this is amazing. Dude, thank you, by the way. This is awesome. Not a problem. Dude, I, I like that. I, I, I love the Delta Wing. I think it's super cool, man. That's This made my day, man. That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. Cool. cool. I'm glad really you think like so, man. Uh, somebody... Again, yeah, sent me something else too as well. Um, a fan of all things, out of um, uh, that we have out of Canada. Um, no pay. Yeah, for real. Somebody I met, and uh, apparently they were just like a huge um, out of Canada. So they're a, a Paul Newman fanatic, and I was like, oh yeah, we talk about him on the show, and it was just you know somebody I I, I knew from back in the day. But they sent me this. No. Yeah, but the big thing about it is, it was like, okay, cool, but they sent me. It's it signed. It's signed. You, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I couldn't get the frame. I couldn't get the frame. I just got this, but get the frame. Yeah, she, she sent it to me, and she was like, "Yeah." She goes, "I got this," and he goes, "I, I knew you would dig it." And she goes, "We've wow. had it in the house forever." That is awesome, she's a, man. She's a Paul Newman fan, and she's like, oh, cool. And uh, Yeah, dude. I mean, this came the other day. I had no idea, and I was like, oh, man, that's awesome. She goes, yeah, happy birthday. She goes, I was cleaning up my closet. I was just like, I thought about <laughs> you for your birthday. I was like, I would gladly take yeah. anything you have like that. That's awesome. So I try to spread the wealth as well. So whenever I have cool stuff that's signed, I, and I have duplicates or triples of stuff, you, you and I do this both where we give it out to – um, local guys, or if there's somebody that we know that likes that stuff, you know, we do that all the time. So let us Absolutely. know. Um, yeah. yeah. I, uh, but dude, yeah, that Delta wing picture, dude, that's, that's, uh, that's the best. Yeah. I figured you had a lot of fun. I know, you know, just like what's behind you now, you have some sort of poster or art behind you. I was like, hey, well, this is just another one that you can have <laughs> hang on your wall. And, uh, it'll uh, go into the man cave one of these days. So there you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Back oh, to the man cave, man. So, yeah, happy birthday, Miles. I hope you had a great one with you and your family. And uh, we, I think we still need to do some carts, man. Uh, I know in, in your pa in the past, for your birthday, we would, we would go out. We and always race carts. carts. We always race carts. But, uh, we yeah, we didn't do it this year because of COVID. You know, I just I wanted to make sure everybody was safe. And uh, But we'll, we'll do something here pretty soon. We'll do a, a delayed uh, thing. Or maybe we'll do one for your birthday by the time COVID frees up here soon. So, maybe. Hopefully. That'd be fun. I'll, I'll definitely make uh, some time for it. I mean, I'm I'm uh, I'm due to go ahead and go out and have some fun with some go karts, man. It's we're coming up on time. We're definitely over. Yes, by a lot. yes, we but, are. You know, hey, screw it. We had a good time today. Anything else we got to go over today? No, not at all. Uh, I do want to say that though, for those of you listening and watching, uh, of course, please like, follow, subscribe uh, to the Nissan Nerd Podcast. Uh, we are on all major uh, podcast networks. Uh, the audio versions, and then if you want to see video versions, of course, they are here on Facebook Live, but I also do want to promote the brand new Nissan Nerd YouTube channel, and so we do have that Nissan Nerd channel. These broadcasts that you see, like this one, and past broadcasts will be uh, saved here on the Nissan Nerds uh, channel. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, if, if you're trying to share it with friends or even um, – just want to want to you can't find it on Facebook. These are cataloged by dates, so you can go ahead and just 
watch at your leisure. And uh, looks like we got one subscriber right now. Woo! I think it's myself, actually. But, I think it's myself, actually, but... <laughs> but we're starting. We're growing. It's a brand new site. So for those who uh, are YouTube and you have an account there, subscribe to the Nissan Nerd Podcast. Wanted to share that with you. Yeah. And then uh, last thing is that you want to share some feedback with us on future um, future contents, or if you have any comments for us, go ahead and check out Nissan Nerd uh, info at nissannerd.com. Uh, you can find us directly, and then you do also have uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, we have messages there. Uh, find us, message us. Uh, these are just a number of ways, many, many different ways for you to be able to, to reach out to us. And uh, it, it's this is really something just like the show. It's meant to be interactive. We're really looking for everybody's feedback that we could use uh, and uh, make a better show out of it. You know. Yeah. And then uh, let us know. Also, we are at the point now where we're going to be looking for new equipment updates and everything. So we are looking for sponsors here um, in the next upcoming episode. So if you are own a business or you want us to advertise your business here on the show, we will do it. We're very cost effective. We're not about the money, but we're mostly about keeping the community strong. And we really want to get your business out there. If you're interested in it, message us again at info and um, we'll definitely go from there. But um, yeah, Mike, I think I've got everything um, that I wanted to talk about today. We went a little long. I appreciate you staying with me. Thanks again for the happy birthday wishes. Those were awesome. So uh, thanks again for everybody for subscribing with us. Sorry we went a little long into your nap times. But uh, we, uh, we've got a couple of new uh, um, episodes that will be coming up. We have a really good episode with uh, Mad Mike uh, that yep. we just had wrapped up here and is now in the can. We just got to edit it. And then uh, we've got some other live uh, episodes maybe with some uh, people coming on as uh, guests here in the future. But thank you again for everybody for your continued support as we carry into 2021. And uh, we love you guys all. And thank you again for your support. Very much so, Miles. Uh, Miles, to you. Happy birthday. Ganpai. Where's your drink at, buddy? Ganpai. Ah, 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 all gone last year. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. All right. There it is. <laughs> That's, it. That's it. Thanks, everybody. All right. We'll see Stay you strong, homies. Stay strong. Next time. Next time. <laughs>